Good morning, coffee moaners. Woo! All become clear why we were doing that. We were doing sober raving. Sober daving. <laughs> sober raving. So sober that raving. we can um, talk to you about that in a bit. Oh, wow. That. We go to the gym, we do yoga, we do cardio. 35 seconds. I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm sorry, I'm not joking. Something's closing in. What's closing in? Life. My heart. Can and you my open breath. the door? Mark, are you finding it hard to breathe? Not as much as I you. I seriously am scared. Get to the door, get some air. I can't get to the door, I'm almost dying. I literally can't catch my breath. My head's pounding. <laughs> how, how much of those drugs did you take? We weren't, we weren't going full method. Oh, she's gone full method. That was sober raving. We, we better not do it. God, we will be talking about that in a bit. Can you speak? I am finding it difficult. I'm struggling too, but I'm trying to stay, play it cool. Uh, um, we're going to play sober. <laughs> sober, sober raving. Um, yeah, no, anyway, so we're going to be talking about stress relief. Weird, and so raving. Weird ways to get stress relief. We're I know. Be really telling weird you, I knew. Oh my god! What you have managed all morning to not do that, and now because there's people here, you're showing off. I love showing off with these guys, don't I? And then um, we're going to be talking about a social media influencer fantasies. Oh wow! So all about you. <laughs> hey, sorry. That was too, way way too loud. You missed me. No, it's the easy answer to that. Um, we're going to have I another little chat about Matthew Perry. Yeah. And um, we're also going to be talking about, it is about the war, but not directly about the war, um, a bit later on towards the end. We've made a very conscious decision today. This is not about pushing it down the news flow, but I think we've been incredibly, I think, what's the word, conscientious, actually, and keep pushing the Israeli-Gaza conflict and an alternate or when I say alternate, a humane and humanistic approach to the whole conflict. But we recognise that for a number of people who come for fun or come for, for other stuff, it, it, it's too much. And we get that. I get that. I'm, I'm at times having to mute my account sometimes, not because I don't want to face it, but because it, it's really hard to be. And it, I tell you what, it does give you a reminder of. Imagine being a child being incessantly bombed. They don't get the chance to turn it off. Yeah. And obviously, you know, because my father is Arabic, because my father is out on Jordan, you know, that borders the West Bank, that was nicked by Israel. But there we go. Um, we will be engaged with it throughout. So what we're going to do is we're only going to talk, we're going to talk towards the end mm. of Coffee Moaning, because for those who want to check out, yeah. can check out. So yeah, we'll absolutely. be talking about that at the end. Yeah. Um, should we start with? I think we should start with, uh, because we did a, a whole sort of, you know, half hour talking about Matthew Perry, I think we should talk about the fact that the Friends cast, when I talk about the Friends cast, supporting cast had lots of people, Elliot Gould, lots of people, Hank Azaria, they'd all obviously given their tributes, but the main cast hadn't. Um, and they, they released a sort of group one last night, which we posted on the Popcorn Junkies late last night on our Instagram account. Um, and this is, you know, the idea that, you know, headline, friends, stars, break their silence. I think there'd been a little bit of judgment, didn't you, about why? Oh, I mean, there always God. is. Why, but... do they, why does it have to be written, breaks their silence? As they said, yeah. he, their family. Yeah. Imagine that your brother has died yeah. and the first thing you're supposed to do is post on social media. No, that is where humanity has got warped in another way. That is not the first thing you do. No. The first thing you do is just try and 
you know, stand upright. Mm. <laughs> um, and I think it's, I think they've, it's a very, very classy decision what they've done. They've done as a group something that can just quieten people down so they can just get on with the grief. Shall we read it? It says, we, uh, and as I say, they all released it together. They said, we are all so utterly devastated by the loss of Matthew. We were more than just castmates. We are family. Uh, there is so much to say, but right now we're going to take a moment to grieve and process this unfathomable loss. They continued, in time we will say more, as and when we are able. For now, our thoughts and our love are with Matty's family, his friends and everyone who loved him around the world. Totally. Break their silence. Mm. Very, words are very powerful, aren't they? Yeah. Breaks their silence. There's so much judgment in that. I love the way Bruce Willis's wife is really, really pushing back on this kind of really sort of sort of twisted, dark, prurient interest in a so-called... You know, the press wants nothing more than it to be an overdose. Yeah. I mean, literally, yeah. you can see it it. It, it. it literally doesn't matter. Yeah. It literally, at this point, you know, he has... He relapsed many times and he spoke openly about that to help others with their own addiction problems. He... Mm. You know, he spent millions on helping other people with their addiction problems. This isn't mm. this this isn't something that needs to be investigated. It's Absolutely. out there in the open, and it's it's yeah, yeah it is. It's it's a bit sick. Yeah, um, and also just 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 to draw uh, make another point. There'll be some people presumably who'll jump on to this live and will see us sort of talking chirpily and about other things, and 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 it can be suggested. To, it could be suggested that, uh, you know, one's kind of ignoring stuff. I think it's really important to remember that, you know, um, you could argue every programme, for example, or every show or every bit of news or every social media post, there's an easy way to say, look, look at what's going on in the world. This is, this is irrelevant. This is, this is frivolous. This is sort of disrespectful. It's about balance and it's about not equating the two things and it's about potentially not ignoring it. If you're going to have an opinion on the crisis... I think you bed that into either your social media or whatever right. it is that you're doing, but I think you also do it in such a way that it won't jar for you to kind of turn a corner and say, but look, we're, this is kind of back to business, we want to forget this, mm. we want to have a lighter moment. That's not being disrespectful to what's going on. Because actually life is like that. You know, I mean, I, it's like I was saying, I'm not a journalist, I'm not a politician. Every, all my reactions and responses to what's going on just come from a, a human place, yeah. you know. And so I really do struggle. I found myself so many times wanting to post, you know, some of the videos that we're seeing from other very reputable news sources, mm. I would have to say. And then every time I stop myself, I say, no, I can't bomb other people with this kind of content. Mm. So <clears throat> the amount of times, honestly, I've written out and I'm just about to post it and I go, no, it's not fair. Because so many people come to my Instagram for fun, for food, mm. for silliness, for parody, for bits and pieces about struggles with being a woman and all those sorts of things. So uh, that's how the way that I'm posting on, on my Instagram about, about um, the war is I'm trying to keep it just from my heart. Mm. And then also every other day or so, I will post some links for people if they want to find out more. And yesterday I just posted, I found this really great little, it was only a couple of minutes, just explaining actually what's happened over the last 75 years in Gaza. Mm. And I think people have quite liked that, just sort of getting like really bite-sized mm. pieces of information. That said, but, that said, um, it, we're going to talk about all of it. Let's talk about all of this at the end, because this is all, this is all bedded yeah. into it. <laughs> We've got into it, it yeah. Yeah. We, it's, it's so hard not to get drawn into <coughs> it. 
Um, I think the first thing that <clears throat> I fancied hearing more about is this crazy story of this influencer. This influencer, of which there is a documentary, isn't there, that's been made? ITVX, I think it's out... It's an Aussie documentary, though, isn't it? Which, this which weekend, I think they, they yeah. licensed to play. <clears throat> and what's her name? Belle Gibson. Has anyone here heard of Belle Gibson, the influencer? Or did anyone? She's an Australian influencer, presumably. That's why this... <laughs> Nadia said, watch the trailer and look at... Don't look at the woman it's about, who's fascinating enough. Look at the interview. The interview yeah, is astonishing. She's so Australian. Yeah. Just write to it. Come on, it's an yeah. easy enough question. Just now, tell me. Come on, Are you lying? She's, she's just great. <laughs> but you're a um, liar. <clears throat> do you remember a couple of weeks ago, I was telling you about that podcast that I binged listened to, Scamanda, all about... She was an American mm. who had... Um, who was very rooted in her church, very Christian. And basically, she lied for years and years and years about having cancer and... Um, That's not this woman. of money. Yeah, no, so... Similar. Yes. So, so, so sorry, because no, no, people are asking who is this person. Yeah, so I'm just going to get to that. So, so I was telling you a couple of weeks oh, about, right. ago about th that podcast, Commander, if you want to catch it. And then yesterday I saw this story pop up and I thought, oh, my God, is this becoming a thing? And she is, uh, this, this woman, Belle Gibson, a beautiful young woman, um, social media influencer, basically told a massive lie that she had brain cancer. Wow. And uh, not only that, she, she started to make an awful lot of money out of it by selling her wellness and how she had managed to get cured, wow. how she managed to cure herself. I mean, it's just so horrific. Wow. Can you imagine the people that are going through that, that are yeah. desperately on the internet looking for something other than surgery, chemo, whatever, and they find this girl looking so fresh and so beautiful and so healthy. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Penguin and Apple, I, th I think it was Penguin and Apple. You just check. Um, she did a book with them. No, she created an app. Oh, an app, that was right. They apparently in the documentary, yeah, they was... don't, they don't make a statement. They asked Apple for a statement. Oh, yeah, because they, they promoted it heavily. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the idea here being that she essentially sort of created a business in which she kind of lied about an illness and then also, from what I'm sensing from it, lied about how she cured that illness. So I guess she, in, her, in her own way, she was thinking, I can go into this having had something that no one will verify or check and I can come out the other side of it having kind of not, still not but, having it. But when, when does it cross over into being a fantasist when these people almost believe it? And it was actually her friend, I think, that blew the whistle on her. Yes, that's so right. things yeah. weren't matching up. Well, she interestingly said things weren't she, matching up when she discovered she was eating fast food and drinking lots. Yeah, she'd you know, <laughs> go to a club and she was doing shots. Yeah, that's funny. You know, but then on the other hand, she was very healthy and she was eating this healthy food and this exercise. Any, mm. Anyway, so I think that's going to be a fascinating documentary. But I also thought, has anyone got any interesting stories themselves or fantasists? Fantasists? Yeah. I know a fantasist that is very, very funny. She's actually a very funny fantasist. She's not right. evil, but she literally Makes just believes. Does she? I think everyone... <laughs> she totally believes it when she's saying it. It's, re it's really hard, though, isn't it? It's really hard to kind of... Oh, hang on. It's really hard to kind of know whether... Just one second, let me just deal with this. Um, it's really hard to know when f being a fantasist is being a fantasist or whether someone who genuinely, you know, people can genuinely believe they've done something or said something in a certain way or meant a certain thing and they can just be so sort of blind to the facts of it. 
But it's really hard, isn't it, being a human? Because we are all trapped only in our own heads. And I think we are actually, possibly, you know, we've done a lot in our sort of marriage podcast about gaslight. I think we live in the most gaslighting moment in history I ever. Do. I feel like... Like you just said something there about if you say if you say something about one thing, everyone rushes at you to say that the alternate realities and things you haven't said says something about you. And that, what, what well, no, for example, you know my thing. I, I've got this. I've got this thing. I've got this thing about me at the moment where I get so frustrated. Like say with Israel guys, I don't mean to raise that, but you've got one one of two opinions or something, or you've got a problem that's developed and you're talking about it from this perspective. Mm. And what happens is everyone can jump on you and say, yeah, but you're not looking at it from this perspective. You can only talk about things from one place at one time before then flipping over and looking at it on the other side. But there's always someone telling you there's an alternate reality. And I think we're in a, in a, we're in a world now where the screaming of my truth versus your truth and my reality versus blurred. your reality. And if you're saying that, that means you mean this and you... No, 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 it doesn't. It's like we've gone past the idea of ever having a second thought about anything. Mm. It's really frustrating. Really, really and frustrating. I just think that feeds into fantasists because I think some fantasists are just people who aren't challenged and they just run with a lunacy. Yeah. Do you think also because so many people have like this double life of, say, sort of Instagram and then reality, you know, that, that people... That, that also helps to blur the lines. Mm. We were talking about this on Loose Women the other day, and they were saying, you know, they were saying, like, this couple goals thing and how I'll people give the perfect relationship. Yeah. And actually, um, Olivia was saying, she, a new uh, um, Loose Woman, and she was saying, I'm very much in that social media world. Mm. You know, she's ex-Love Island, and, da -da, and she said, honestly, so many of these people, she goes, oh, I know they've got terrible relationships but on instagram it's just so perfect and i wonder if people are just more and more just like easing in and out of of a fake Make, life i tell you what it leads me to i don't know any sort of film fans show fans tv show you know we do a lot of tv stuff on this channel if you come to there we do lots of kind of movie reviews and all that kind of stuff severance you never saw you, you, severance was severance is more of a kind of idea that you sever your working life from your private life because you don't oh, want, yeah, well, you don't want one to bleed that. into the other. Yeah, it's I very challenging. But you're absolutely right. There's almost a bit of a horror story happening now where people are quite okay with people knowing that their social media life is a complete fabrication. It's like there's no yeah. problem in, the, in IRL. Yeah, like you could be having a fairly ordinary evening out. Yeah. And then a camera comes out and everyone's like, wow! And it's like in that moment, everyone yeah. is, in, is a fantasist. You know what I mean? And I suppose if you're doing that more and more and more... So in a sense, what you're saying... for this, in and out of reality. So for know? this woman, it could have been quite... And maybe it is the case for well, a lot of people I, that no, actually I, tip... No, but maybe tipping into believing the fakery of what you're saying and showing of yourself is the is the danger. Mm. I mean, you know, for some characters, maybe it just becomes something quite difficult. I, I, I am going to be watching this avidly. It fascinates me. I think it's a two-parter. Yeah, I think yeah. it starts this weekend. A um, couple of examples here of fantasists. DK1612. There was a young woman in Brighton that did a similar thing a couple of years ago. She befriended local Insta really? influencers and they all got caught up in the web. Very sad when the oh, truth came up. Oh, God. Well, I, I got caught up by one. I've, a couple of times I've been caught up by cancer oh, fakers. Really? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, what was this one? I worked with someone that said they had cancer, says Lee. They were taking time off saying they were having treatment and was seen on Facebook in a swimming pool <gasps> on holiday. Wow. Um, 
Elaine Denning, I knew a guy who was going to Australia for 12 months. When he came back, he told the best stories in the pub after being in the outback, but he'd been spotted in disguise around the town. Oh. No, you see, I have, I have, that's like to me a sad, a sad fantasist, mm. isn't it? Because you're not harming anyone with that, but yeah. yeah. James Flanagan, good point going back to that whole one, one opinion or not. It's so tiring. Sometimes I think it's not always worth giving your opinion. You see, exactly. Because you, and I hate it when you see people automatically caveat and say, da da da, but da 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 da. I, I say it all the time. Well, I said, can we not do that? I spend a lot of my time actually explaining to the girls how you can get into the nuts and bolts and the muckiness of a debate by not cynically, but, but by actually acknowledging the lay of the land from all perspectives. You've got to. As soon as you, um, for me, it appeals to my, what is it, my ADHD, maybe I'm a bit on the spectrum, I don't know what it is. I like to be thorough, I like to go in, I like to look at the battlefield, I like to see where the pitfalls are, you don't see them all, and then once you've acknowledged everything, you then, you, you, you home in. So I, I get it, James, it's incumbent on all of us with an inquiring mind and an opinion that isn't Hi, the James. mainstream to push, 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 push. Hi, James, I hope yeah. you are. And we love you your mug still. Thank you. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so fantasies. It's funny that, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, there's lying and then there's fantasies, isn't there? So I suppose telling a sort of white lie. What are the differences then between a fantasist and a, and a lie? I always remember my it's mum a saying when I was... that it's so much bigger. It's a great yeah. big fantasy that goes on and on, yeah. I suppose. I, I mean, I remember one of our kids pretending that I'd... I'd hit someone in the car and I hadn't, but it was kind of, it was, was it? But that was more They very were very young. young. No, they were very young, but it was like the imagination. So mm. yeah, when you're young, is it imagined? But when should you look out for this? Like if your child insists yeah, that there's it's like, something. It's like, yeah, I think that there is, a, like when your kid's going to say, oh, and I saw a da-da-da, and there was goblins in the garden, and then there was fairies flying around, and then a ship came in. That is fantasy, mm, but it's that. imagination just, and, and I love that. But I suppose, yes, in a way people don't, some people don't grow out of it. I remember once at school, going into school one day, and again, this would have been a bit about wanting a bit of attention, and I, I thought, well, I don't even remember thinking it. For some reason, I was in class, and Perry said to me, he said, why are, you, why are you sitting there like that? I was like, that. I was like that. oh, I got hit in the face last night. I hadn't. And anyway, so I carried on. Of course, across the day, you just carry on doing stuff, and he looked at me and went, your eyes are right now. I said, no, it's not. It's, it's not all right, I got hit in the face. You know, it's those stupid little things that you do that yeah. you get rumbled over, you know. Does that mean you're going to be enough? See, basically, I haven't really got bipolar. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? It's like people, then there becomes a thing where everyone wants to think that everything's a lie. And then that's dangerous too, isn't it? Okay, Inside Influence. And what's her name? When's it on? ITVX, Belle Gibson. <clears throat> yeah, the only reason I keep saying I think it's this weekend is I'm not sure if that's in Australia or yeah, here. Just have right. a look down. Uh, ITVX on November the 2nd. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's so called the Instagram's Worst Con... The Search for Instagram's Worst, worst con, con Artist. There you go. Oh, Nad, say Worcestershire. You know I can't. Say it. Worcestershire. Say Worcestershire. 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 Okay. Worcestershire. Oh, you're not going to believe it. You can't get access to this story. Hang on one second. I'm going to have to find it. Uh, so what is this story, Nad? So this is funny. This is a, this is a French guy who um, teaches people how to pronounce find story, yeah. those impossible English words that we have. Yeah. One of which is wish to source, but now you've taken away. No, 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 because no, the it's not the full article. That's why I'm trying to get it back from oh. Apple, from you sending it to me. 
So you carry on to sort of the words oh. that you can't do. Okay, so what are some of the words that you simply cannot say? Can you put them back to messages? Because I can't read it on the phone. Yeah. Uh, put it back to messages. Well, so I can read people's messages. Oh, yeah. I was taking what it off are some of the I'm words? Like, oh, sorry, this is really complicated again because I'm trying to remove the audio because otherwise you'll hear yourself talking. So just one second, bear with me. Okay, so um, what are some of the words that you can't say? Indisputably, is that, Catherine? Indisputably. Oh. Indisputably. I don't even know that word. Indisputably. Yeah, there's just an S missing. It's coming back, don't worry. Okay. Indubitably. So is that, indubitably, that's a hard one. What does that mean? Indubitably. In, in, what does it mean? Undoubtedly, is it? Is it sort of without doubt? Anaesthetist. That is a tricky one, DB. Yeah, anaesthetist. Okay, I'm just gonna we're just gonna knock you off, so to speak, for a minute, because I think I've managed to get the article where he pronounces. What he does teaches it? us how to say English words. Well, let's not do his own name. That's boring. Let's get him to do. Oh, Worcestershire. Here yeah, we are. There we go. Let's go. So this. Who is he? Who is this guy again? He's a. Uh, he's he makes short YouTube Teach. videos that sound out English words. I love it. It's so random. Okay. Okay. And this is how he says Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Oh. Worcestershire. 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 Oh. You just said it. Say Worcestershire sauce. I have never said it. Say Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. Don't say it like you. No, no. Hang on. Listen to it. Listen, listen to Miguel. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. He... You're going to have to slow your entire cooking just to say it. 20 years. You've never heard me be able to say it. I'm excited. Do it again. Everybody, try it home. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. So you have to do it a bit like your So friends. in your cooking, so now pretend you're cooking. Pretend you're cooking using this. Hang on. <laughs> and say, and come, ask me for it quick. You're in a... Mark, give me the Worcestershire. Yeah, you just have to slow down a bit. <laughs> That's good. That's I have good. to inhabit a Frenchman. Yeah, come on. Let's do it once more. Really, come on. Oh, Mark. Yeah, okay, okay Dina, give me that. Mark, give me the Worcestershire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you've got it. I think I've got it. By George, I've By George, got you've got it. Worcestershire. So, he, so you have to give like a whoosh into the woost. A, yeah, a woost into the woost. Let's see, what is, his, what is his other one? Oh, this is a good one. Schadenfreude. Can you say that? I can say that. Because my. Schadenfreude. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, was I, didn't know. I didn't know that either. Schadenfreude. No, you just said that because you heard him. How would you normally say it? Schadenfreude. You were going to put an uh on the yeah, end. Yeah, that was a line. I didn't know there was an uh on the end. Say it. Schadenfreude. No, Schadenfreude. That's what I'd have said. No, 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 I was saying. Hang on. Yeah, I'm gonna, let's hear what he says. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. But I've got to do them all in accent. Schadenfreude. 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 I'm trying to do it in an English accent now because it's quite hard. Do Worcestershire. Worcestershire. You have to go really slow, don't you? You have to get. I mean, it's really slow. Okay, we're now going to try pronouncing Elon Musk's son, which is X8. Let's listen to this. Elon Musk said in an interview that he plans to say it as X. Ash A12. X Ash A12. X Ash A12. 
Exerce. How do you pronounce croissant? I mean, croissant. do you know what? That's not going to pop up for me often, though. No, no, no. Well, say Elon Musk's son's <laughs> name. Yeah, no. Or, or, or. If you're collecting your kids, you well, want him to collect your kids say. from school. Okay, croissant. Ah, I know. How do you say it? Croissant. I think you'll be surprised. French croissant. Croissant. American croissant. 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 And I'll have an herb. A croissant. <laughs> I love croissant. Oh, I anyway, love American, the way I, the Americans I kind just of, like that. Yeah. I feel just quirky. I love the way Americans kind of uh, change words. Hit us again. How do you say scone, says Lee Doran? I say scone. 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 No, don't say scone. scone. Gives me the ick. Scone. No, scone. Like okay. scone. How do you say psychopathy? Psychopathy. Oh, well done. Croissant, croissant. Croissant. Okay, so let's do, let's move on because we've had pronounced, say it again, pass us the Worcestershire sauce. Mark, pass us the Worcestershire <laughs> <laughs> The only advantage of that, it means the camera can actually find focus when she's looking for it. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, um, let's just quickly look at this. Sober Raven, why were we dancing at the beginning of this live, Nads? These are different, alternative, weird, whacked out ways that you can gain stress relief from a stressful life, a stressful day or a terrible day at the office. And sober raving was what we were doing earlier. And we often talk about this idea that can one dance like, like no one's looking when you know that everyone's looking <laughs> sober? Well, I think the thing to do with that is just turn it round and think dance like everyone's watching. Then I wouldn't so dance. So be your best. Oh, I see. Simply um, the best. But don't you think it's funny that to go sober raving is considered weird and whacked out? <laughs> well, it is. Huh? I mean, it, it is. is. Yeah, it's really. Yeah. Could you do it, guys? Could you go dance? Could you go Michelle clubbing? Be love. That's what she's doing. That see, in the picture. Um, I think there's a difference between being able to go sober raving if you know you could have a drink and you've chosen not to, rather than knowing you can't. No, have but a drink. surely if nobody's having a drink, it's a complete leveler. Because you'll often say to me, oh, I don't want to go to that because everyone will be drinking. And I say, but hardly anyone drinks. And it's become a thing for you that you just say. And actually, at our time of life, more and more people don't drink or drink one or two glasses of wine and don't actually get... Well, maybe what I'm saying is I can't do it without a drink. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's about you not yeah. having a drink. It's not about everyone else having a drink. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Gabby, Zoe, what I'm always saying... Go sober to find your partner. And this is the place. House of sober Happiness. Raving. Sober raving. So you're going to get a straight up person that you can really look at them and see who they are because they're sober. But there's something, nothing more ick than seeing someone dancing sober and you like them, but seeing them dance sober, you're like, oh... No, but that's the problem. People see each other dancing when they're pissed out of their heads and got gog the bee goggle goggles on. on. So if you don't like them dancing without being pissed, but maybe, then it, maybe it means you don't yeah, like them. Yeah, maybe. Because this is where it all gets fucked up because I, everybody's choosing everybody when they're drunk. I do this thing sometimes with the girls where I, I, I try and inhabit and impersonate the way in which young men, boys, dance or don't, you know, the different moves they do, the different nods they do, the different kind of, you know, shift from foot. It's really hard as a man, to, I think, to, da to dance over. Anyway, there's some other ideas here on what you can do to stress relief. Sleeping in a field. Could you do this? I'd be too scared of the cows. I'm yeah. scared of cows. Yeah. 
The cows do bother you. I've heard terrible someone. stories about cows. Well, can I just qualify that by saying we did a story whilst we weren't here uh, uh, some time ago where only, thir- I mean, not only, but 32 people across 17 years or something have died courtesy of, of cows. So yeah. it's not, it's not, we're not looking at hundreds. But, but I think the idea of sleeping outside is yes, a beautiful lovely. idea. You know, we've all done it, haven't we? We've sat out and it's a nice balmy yeah. evening. You think, oh, yeah. to sleep out here. But in reality, I would be incredibly stressed about every single thing. Yeah. So that wouldn't work for me. Yeah. Sober raving could, but that Tree hugging, Christos, you're right. I, I did a film in Malibu and I went tree hugging in Malibu once and it was sensational. It was sensational. Dina and I were tree hugging when we went away to the well, health yeah. farm recently. And it really was, if you just genuinely just shut your just it, and you hold the tree, it, it's amazing how it just... Well, it just grounds you. As long as you choose the right tree, because sometimes you can have some nuts dangling in your face, can't you? Mark, shut up. Um, beekeeping, Nanny Di. I don't know if I'd find that relaxing. They, they, might they be say that it's very but... enchanting and hypnotic. Now, when you watch a bee, like, I just I quite liked in the summer sitting on that step because there were lots of bees oh. on uh, with the flowers there, and they just that sort of drunken... Giddy. Like dropping, Giddy, aren't they? and you just look at it, and you just think, God, the wonder of nature. It's like, Mark, that tree yesterday in the park. Oh, mate, it was just something else. I'll, show, I'll post it. This tree yesterday. I got, I got a good picture of it. It's so beautiful. I just, it made me actually well up because I was just like, because you're just reminded. It's like when I always say, I only really feel really unstressed when I'm by the sea. It's mm. just the power of nature makes so much of what you're feeling small. And that tree did that yesterday. And like, yeah. as we say in this house, we're all very, very churned up with the war and stuff. And I just got a moment of escape with that tree. And no. I think it's the same thing with the bees. It was a bit like a scene from Airplane. We had to queue up and then smash around the face just to get it back down to earth because you just couldn't stop I kept Mark making Mark drive around the tree so yeah. I could look at it from all that. Tree hugs like a giddy bee. There is something lovely about it. I, I, you know, I felt real pride, Mum, this year. Green for Hell is landing, by the way, uh, today. Um, with the giddiness of the bees. The giddy bees. They're giddy, they're giddy, they're giddy. Anyway, but I just end up running away from them because I'm going to petrify. Dungeons and Dragons. I love this one. There's a doctor here, a junior doctor, who says that he finds playing Dungeons and Dragons for three hours at the end of an inordinately long shift is the complete antithesis to work. I'm with this dude. There's a lot of work needed. <coughs> I remember when we did it on holiday with, with Patty. There's a lot of work needed to play role-playing games that aren't computer games, but the escape is complete. Oh, I'm better off with Housewives of Beverly Hills. Well, I quite like that too. Skydiving, couldn't do that. Plane spotting, not really for mm. me, no. Um, have any of you got weird ways that you de-stress? Yeah. Or, or not weird to you, but other people say to you is weird. Cherry D, I'm just happy to see birds and buzzy bees in my flower garden, so lovely. Catherine Croning, I walked as often as possible in the woods during my treatment, utterly wonderful. Mm, um, that's for me, walk yeah. in the woods, walk by the sea, there's nothing as, as great as that. Oh, Sometimes. the Crown Season 6 trailer's out. They're always pretty good, even if we're not following it. A cow in the next door field straddled our fence and got stuck, Annelie. Oh, Ouch. How's he doing? Ouch. I love seeing a bee with pollen pants. So do I. Pollen, that's it, that's it. There's that wonderful Instagram account, isn't there? Oh. With all the bee, those yeah. real close-up photos of crazy oh, drunk Faith bees. Faith Goodman watching clouds. Mm, yes. Faith. Yes, that we mustn't forget watching clouds is very de-stressing. Yeah. And, of course, watching stars. Oh, Ellen, watching my chickens calms me. We were talking about those yeah. last week, the idea of having chickens. Watching the stars, out in the desert, I think like either in Jordan or in Morocco, the these places that I've been where mm. like the sky is just out in, uh, uh, when I was in Kenya as well. 
just the sky. It's so skyy. Just look on. But the difference in, for me with looking at the sky and looking at the sea is I will de-stress, but then eventually I get the fear of death when I keep looking at the sky. I get that when I... No, I get that. Well, I got that certainly in the Arctic. Whereas Whenever you're in a sort of big, big I place. I don't. It makes me feel better about death. Yeah, if safer. I stand on the beach in Cornwall and I look at the rocks, first of all, first off, I'm feeling, oh, wow, the magnitude of it all. The, and the, then you the, get the, scared. And then I think the yeah. tininess of us, and then I think I'm going to die. Yeah, We're all gonna that's die. me. That's me. We're two oh, Scorpios. Right, okay. Talking to my daughter's guinea pig, says Natasha Milchin. Oh, given everything that you're having to tolerate at the moment in Israel, I mean, you know, wow, go for it. I mean, that's, yeah. Oh, guinea pig. Did you say guinea pig or hamster? Yeah, guinea pig. Guinea pigs are funny. You know the reason they run constantly? Do you know why? They run constantly because they can't look up and they have to assume that there's it's a predator It's always something about to fall So when you go in to pick up a guinea pig, it thinks you're going to kill it. It's that frightening. Pauline Roberts, my dog makes me calm. Being back in Ireland by the sea, says Zoe. Alicia, I have a puppy. Oh, does the puppy... Mind you, when we had puppies, we've never been so stressed in and no, out of that back door. No, no, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so, guys, we're now going to just move on to our um, um, war part of the yeah. coffee so, moaning. So, if anybody doesn't want to listen, yeah. now is your time to say goodbye. And don't forget to subscribe and uh, hit the notification bell. And, um, and happy Halloween, guys. I'm going to try and pop something up, which is like my top ten horror films that I think you can get to and watch online. I, I, I just think, we often hear what the main, we all know what's sort of like the exorcist, but, yeah. but let's find out, there is, it's a golden <clears throat> era and age at the moment. It really is for horror films. There's, there's so many of them. So I'm gonna do a little breakdown of 10, 10 horror films. Very quick, not big analysis, just chuck them out there. Is maybe that after you've done them. my reel for Halloween? And it's after we've done a reaction to the Maestro uh, yeah. trailer. Um, okay, so, uh, right. So the stories around uh, Israel and Gaza today, this story landed last night, and I almost spat whatever was in my mouth out. Paul Bristow, ministerial aide, Conservative Party, uh, he has been sacked for calling for the Israel-Gaza ceasefire. Now, just before we get into the rights and wrongs of this, there's something called collective responsibility in politics, which is, you know, you can have lots of disagreements and different opinions within the cabinet, um, you know, within the sort of core of government, um, but you all agree, the reason they have their cabinet meetings, this has been, this is the tradition of government, is that the whole cabinet will then unite behind one agreed policy. And they will come out, regardless of if they disagree, they will all, it's called collective responsibility. And this guy has been fired um, under, the, under the sort of collective responsibility, under the gaze or gauze or lens, through the lens of, he, he wasn't signing up to the collective responsibility, which is not calling for a ceasefire, but only supporting the idea of humanitarian pauses, which is what Keir Starmer's about to go on television today or somewhere and say exactly the same thing. No one, to say ceasefire is, a, is to suggest that we want Hamas to remobilize, re-equip and attack Israel. That's what is being baked into anyone calling for ceasefire. Netanyahu has gone incredibly powerful on this. He said there will be no ceasefire to, to, to admit to a ceasefire is to allow Hamas to rearm and reattack. Oh, Disgust. I mean, sacked, sacked. As he said in his letter to the Prime Minister last week, Mr. Bristow said, a permanent ceasefire would save lives and allow aid to reach those who need it most. Whereas the government only supports, as I said, humanitarian pauses. Um, and how many of those has there been? 
I mean, die. Thank God for Radio 4 this morning that let a very... Um, I, can't, I don't know who he was, but he was a doctor that is working for one of the big charities, maybe even for the UN. I don't, I don't know, because I came in halfway through. But they did actually allow him to speak and just talk about just how dire it is. He said, it is so bad here. You know, he said, yes, we are doing, you know, doctors are having to every day make those decisions around who do we let die, who do we let live. Um, incredibly you know amputations that if they had any kind of you know ability to operate properly they wouldn't have to amputate you know mm. you know not anesthetics are very very low i mean and they said they've got they it, it's becoming very very difficult to have any kind of real hygiene mm. for operations already diseases are breaking out it is dire mm. dire mm. I have seen so many videos of children that would literally break the heart of the most monstrous of people. But the press aren't covering it, and so consequently but, the mainstream media doesn't want you to see that. They literally don't want you to see but that. But I, I just, I can't understand it. Who was it yesterday that said there are no innocents in Gaza? No? No, 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 the mainstream media... No innocents that... Nobody that's living in Gaza is innocent from being a terrorist. Let's just really think about is that possible? Yeah, Wonder no. Woman, the really the really the really dangerous territory that we're getting into now is Suella Bravman is, is as you rightly say, Wonder Woman, is equating a peaceful protest with a hate march. Let's just let's just pause on that just for a second. Of Thank course you you're gonna of course that. you're gonna get aspects and elements of any political opinion where there are the extreme ends of ends of them. Of course. Um, and I would argue. Uh, and I, I, I hope this would chime with a lot of rational, free-thinking, liberal-minded Israeli Jewish people. I would argue that Netanyahu and his approach to things is the extreme wing of Israeli attitudes to Palestine. But because it's hidden behind, he's a he's a president, prime minister, whatever he is, um, and there, as we keep hearing from people, because the army wears a uniform, they're a sanctioned army. I mean, what, what absolute lunacy. The idea that, so is Russia's army. But I don't hear us saying that when they commit atrocities. You know, what does the uniform mean? It's not like, we're not, we're not dealing with cos cosplay here. You put the costume on, I'm a cat. So there's that. So of course, it's really important to say that in any of these demonstrations, there's another one this Saturday, huge demonstrations in Turkey, where those demonstrations spill into anti-Semitic chants, um, attitudes, slogans, it's utterly, utterly reprehensible. That is not right. That is not right. Just as it isn't right that the only way to deal with or view Gaza is as a place in which there are no innocents. But we're not hearing that Israel, and, and not all, all Israelis, but huge numbers of Israeli um, you know, uh, citizens and soldiers and politicians and media personalities are, are talking about um, Gaza and Palestinians in a way that chimes horribly with the worst, worst moments in European history. No one's talking about that. It doesn't suit the press's narrative because of this collective responsibility where we all have to be singing from the same song sheet. So, you know, it's it's... We're not being shown the truth. We literally are not being shown the truth. 
And then this yesterday with this minister was just like, we, we thought we were all going mad, didn't we? Absolutely mad. We thought we were going mad. To, say, to call for a ceasefire, a <clears throat> sackable offence. I mean, Biden's posts at the moment are just absolutely extraordinary how totally tone deaf he is. It's, it's... Now, the reason... He's standing there waiting for applause about humanitarian trucks going in. I mean, are you, are you sure, really, that mm. you can do that? Mm. <laughs> anyway. So it's incredibly awful. Out. But something else that's really important to sort of state as well, and this is, again, you know, if, you, if, you, if, you, if it scares you, the thought of just getting your news, God forbid, from somewhere like Al Jazeera, but it doesn't scare you just getting your news, God forbid, from the Telegraph, get your news from both. James um, O'Brien asked a brilliant question yesterday. Oh, my God, it was so good of someone ringing in. He said, if Hamas, if, if you knew that there were Hamas terrorists in, say, Tel Aviv, um, you know, individual cells in spots within the city. Maybe a, maybe a hospital. Maybe, maybe near a hospital. Maybe a corner shop. Maybe apartment block where civilians are living. Yeah. Would you, as, would you carpet bomb Tel Aviv and the hospital? Would you just and say could that, the world support that? Yeah. Would you just say that there's collateral damage? Because this is no. it's like we it's can. It's because the Palestinian life isn't. Yeah. So, but how? I mean, at what point is it not more apparent that to say that collateral damage is all right in one situation, but collateral damage isn't all right in another? I mean, oh, it's because when you're when you're <laughs> separating human beings, that's mm. more worthy than others. Another good one, which someone said the other day, which is really good. You have a school shooter in a school with a you know with a gun, picking people off. Is the police? Is the armed response? Uh, should the armed response be destroy the school, the school to get the sniper? No. And then don't allow any ambulances in no. for the innocent children that are in that school that no. happen to have been just made no. into collateral damage. Yeah. Um, Crazy. So Crazy shit. So anyway, uh, but just quickly, it's important <coughs> to say that in, in Israel, there's huge political and military opposition to Netanyahu. Mm. He's not, you know, the reason he's putting his foot on the gas so hard and being so sort of non-negotiable in any on any front, he is fighting for his own political survival. There are, and Natasha Milton, you said the same thing. There are a lot of people deeply unhappy with him before this. Huge deeply unhappy with how we dealt with it. in Israel before before yeah. the um, the attack. There were big demonstrations. A lot of people have. We didn't know that. Like mm. a lot of Israeli people have been telling us that it doesn't come out in the mainstream media. But Netanyahu never apologizes. Listen to this. He threw his military and various other kind of personnel leaders, intelligence people under the bus when this challenge that we've been going on about, that Egypt notified him that this was happening. He's been pushed and pushed and pushed on this. How much did he know? Why did he not do more? All this. He threw it at the feet of his military and his intelligence services. Uh, and he's had to, and he never does like this. Like Trump. That's what yeah, Trump... Yeah, but he's had to apologise. He said, I, I was wrong. He said, an unusual, an unusually sober tone, he deleted his tweet and said I was wrong because he's got... So Maybe he's, because the military will turn, a bit like what happened with Trump and the FBI. Absolutely. FBI. There will, I think there are all sorts of records that will show that some weird shit was going on on that day. It, it, it's, it's not as we see it, but it doesn't suit the mainstream narrative. So just get your news. It's really incumbent and important that you get it from the Times, the Telegraph, um, you know, the BBC, and then also look to places like Al Jazeera, and Sean King. Middle East Eye. Middle East Eye is a well. very yeah, good yeah. publication. Yeah. Um, they're also on Instagram. And, and the Israeli Times. And the Times. Eye on Palestine. And, all... and also the Israeli Times. You know, it's important that everyone sees everything because what you realise when you... And Haaretz, is it? There are other Israeli publications. Not everyone in Israel agrees with this. 
And that's so important to understand and remember. So, mm. you know, anyway, there we go. All good? I feel sad. Yeah, it's just... I just feel so sad. Fucking ghastly. I just feel so sad. And I, I've, I, I'm so moved when I see... You know, I follow a lot of Jewish um, Instagram accounts as well that are just in the same kind of pain about this. They just want it to stop. And they keep saying, not in our name, not in our name. And, mm. and then when I see that, I have like some hope, but then it, it diminishes just mm. pinholes of light and then it goes back to darkness. I just want to read Reese Roberts. It's important we continue talking about the crisis because as Martin Luther King said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Beautiful. Thank you. That's a great way to end. Injustice exactly. anywhere yeah, so is we'll a threat to justice everywhere. And, yeah. and my God, just think about how fragile that region is and how that could eventually impact on everyone. Mm. Guys, have a, as happy a Halloween as you possibly can mm. and stuff will be landing later. Bye.